0: It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome into Loho Daily. I am Loho, a.k.a. Lawrence Holmes. This is my podcast. I appreciate you listening. Last week on the show, something really cool happened, and I really didn't get a chance to process it. Because there was all sorts of breaking news. It was right by the trade deadline. But one of my favorite people, yeah, favorite people, was walking in the hallway. And because where we're at in the culinary kitchen, I was able to see Ozzy Gian walk by. And I was like, let me invite him in. And he came in and he did like 15 minutes with me. It was awesome. I'm not going to share all 15 um, because I wanted to focus a little bit on the White Sox and and Ozzie Guillen in particular in this piece, but it's really good. It's 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 good. I at the end of this, and you'll hear me say that I want to see him back in uniform again, and I do. I think Ozzy misses managing, and you hear him kind of allude to that at the end. I also think he was really good at managing. I wonder if. The environment that we're in right now in baseball will ever allow for someone like Ozzy to be in a uniform again. We are now in a place where we are starting to see the Hall of Fame manager types, like the managers that have big personalities that make a lot of money. Like those guys are, for the most part, going away. You've got Bruce Bochy, who's getting ready to retire. He's not being pushed out, but he's going to retire. You have Tito Francona, who's still a lot of people think is the best at doing it in the game, and I I would I would tend to agree with them. And Joe Madden, like you look at those three guys. I, I'm really interested to see what's going to happen with Joe Madden, and I wonder if if he wins the World Series, will he even Will will he be back? Because I think that baseball organizations would like to save some money and feel like that they are going to get a plus of plus or minus of two to three wins with a manager that is completely in lockstep with what the front office wants to do. I don't know if. If you look at the 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 way that managing hires are going in MLB, if there is a lot valued with managers in Major League Baseball right now, I tend to think that the man the, the value is in upper management and a baseball organization, baseball operations department, and the manager as being a part of that and not. Like one of the main cogs of that. You know what I mean? Like, yes, he's the field boss, and that in the moment, that person is going to have to make the decisions that will affect the game. But I don't know if baseball as a whole really values the strategy of the guy that's sitting in the dugout because a lot of that strategy can be worked through when you process everything and say, you know this tendency happens, and as long as you have someone who will keep that in mind while they're managing a game, I'm not saying it's push button because it's not. Well, one of the reasons that I really like Joe Madden as a manager is that I think that he does something that's difficult, and that difficult the thing that he does is manage personality. That's a a component that hasn't quite been quantified yet, and I think there's tremendous value in it. I can't quantify it. Let me just admit that I, for one, cannot quantify it. But I think that we're moving away from celebrity managers. Guys who have personality. Guys who have some sway, some stroke in the community. Because of who they are or what they had accomplished as a player. And I definitely think that that guys with opinions. Joe's one of them. Ozzy's one of them. Um, I, I think it's going to be tougher and tougher for them to get jobs. And I understand it. There's a risk assessment that has to happen. If you were to hire Ozzy Gian, is he a better enough manager than manager X who doesn't come with the possibility of saying something that people might not like? Because – most people are going to side with the, well, maybe he is a win or two less of a manager than Ozzy, but Ozzy has thoughts on things and that might be unpopular. That being said, I, I, I think the game needs Ozzy. And one of the reasons why I think the game needs Ozzy is demographics. We're seeing this game change. If you look at at where we are, it is a league that's now about a third filled with Spanish-speaking players. And I know from being in the dugout covering Ozzy when he was managing the White Sox of how he is revered by Spanish-speaking players. You should have seen like the way that people reacted to him when they would come into town. When con- Considering that we're at a place now... Where communication is key, having a manager that is able to convey messages to players in their native tongue is important. Now, the great joke about Ozzy is what Paul Knurko used to say. is <laughs> He said, Ozzy doesn't quite speak English. He doesn't quite speak Spanish. He doesn't quite speak Japanese. But we all understand him. And I think that that is a great like that's that's something that you for someone's eulogy, man. That that would be a, a great thing to put on your headstone. Uh, there's probably too many words, but you, you understand what I'm saying. Like, what a great way to 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 for someone to describe your style and who you are. But those players, like, they revere him. And baseball's gonna have to figure this out. And in some cases, you get lucky, like Joe Madden. Joe, I don't think, would call himself fluent in Spanish, but he's definitely conversational, and he knows enough Spanish that he can get by. Obviously, on the south side right now, Ricky Renteria is eloquent in both English and Spanish, so that helps with it. But I think that what's really weird to me is we're seeing a lot of players that are showing more flair, more personality. And it's almost the same way that Ozzy managed. And it's like, we accept it. We're now, we're not totally there yet as far as accepting it on the field, Clint hurdle. Um, But we're more accepting of it now than we were 10 years ago. And I don't know, and we're probably less accepting of what Ozzy, the type of style that Ozzy Gian has, as someone who is going to be front and center of your organization. But I think the game needs him, man. I really, really do. And I, I hope that one day he gets an opportunity to be, whether it's back on the field. You know, Ozzy's got some old school sensibilities, like he's a Bobby Cox disciple. All that good stuff, you know, Jack McKeon, like he worked for those guys and he picked up some old school stuff. But I do think that his time away from the game has been valuable because he's been traveling. He's been, you know, managing teams in Venezuela and in Mexico and all sorts of stuff. I I think that he's seeing like the new wave. And I I honestly think that he's still a, a young enough man to fit in. And what they're doing and succeed. And if it's not as a manager, he should be part of someone's organization. And clearly, you know, I would love for him to be part of the White Sox organization. The only problem with that is if you have that guy in your organization, whoever's managing the team, whether if it's Ricky Renteria or or it's Omar Vizquel or Joey Cora. And then Ozzy sitting up as an executive in your organization. Then if things get bad, you have a fan base that loves Ozzy that would, you know, we'll, we'll just bring Ozzy down from downstairs and he'll manage the team, that sort of thing. So I just wanted to share this conversation because it was impromptu and it was dope. And I wanted to, you can stamp stamp me as one of those people that wants to see Ozzy Guillen back in baseball and, and back managing. This was a really cool thing to have happen, because when I was a reporter, I would go out and I would occasionally cover White Sox. Obviously, Bears was my beat, but I would go cover White Sox. And I will tell you that I learned a lot of baseball in sitting and listening to Ozzie Gian on the record. We get like 15, 20 minutes with Ozzie on the record, and then the recorders would go off. And then we get 15 or 20 minutes of Ozzy off the record. And the amount of baseball that I learned in my time of covering that man and those teams was immense. So to have him on my show and have him speak about the White Sox and speak about whether or not he wants to, to go back into managing, I thought was super cool. So I thought that I would share that with you, let you hear it, let him hear some of his thoughts on the White Sox and their struggle out of the gate in the second half. Uh, I think he's got some good thoughts on that, but more importantly, just to lend my support, I wanted it on the record. I wanted it on the record that I, I'd love to see Ozzy back managing uh, again. So that's me putting it on the record. And here's our conversation: the great Ozzy Guillen.
1: I never first time I had been a Hall of Fame, and uh, I think the experience he uh, have. Uh, the White Sox did a tremendous job. Put it. A party for him together. Uh, did a tremendous job to the people. Was into it. I think you know me, Hall of Fame people was very great. Uh, is you is you a baseball fan? Even you know how to be a baseball fan. I think you have to go there because it's a it's a unique experience. You see people walk around. You know, I went out. Let's see it, Strawberry, uh, David Justice, Lupinella, and when you walk into it and you be around those guys been so great for the game for so many years, it's something you can, you know. I mean, you, you sometimes you not appreciate who you are and what you do. Sometimes you take that for granted. And when I see all those guys there, it was amazing, amazing. See Harold Baines out there, and Lee Smith, and, and you know, I mean, few Latino guys out there. It, it was, it was something. I, I, I was, I, I, regret. Don't be there before that. You never gone? i not. First time ever. First time ever. Uh I'm you not. Know, I mean, so most of the time I'm working, I'm going. I have to go. Uh, I don't have enough time. But uh, it, it was believe me, it was some experience. I told her, Baines, I said, "Hey, I'll be here. Next, I'll be your Butler for now. <laughs> Every time you go to Hall of Fame weekend, <laughs> I, I gotta be there because I think it's a uh, it's very something. It's very unique, very 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 cool thing to see. Uh, great city, people out there is very nice." Believe me, this is a very good experience in baseball.
0: Look, I know you. this is not planned.
1: And I Why? You, I, I, don't, I don't want to take up all your time because I know you got stuff to do. <laughs> What's wrong with the Cubs? Well, right now they need to put it together. You know, when they, when they hit, they not pitch. When they pitch, they not hit. They make big mistakes, uh, you know what I mean, when uh, it costs a lot of runs. And, and when they put it together, you know what I mean? it's, it has been a long season. Uh, they not, I don't think they play the way they, they, they are capable to play. And there's still only one game out. That means, you know me I mean? in, in the past, Cubs played very well in the second half. And that was people waiting for. And, uh, but that's what makes baseball fun. We always, in Chicago, cry and worry and, and talk about them every day. And they don't see it's a lot of maybe 90% of the team that want to be the Cubs right now. They want to be in that position. And right now, I think, I think they got enough players, enough talent. I think they have enough experience. To to survive and making through it uh, because I, I believe they no got hot yet, they on and off on and off. So on you on think off.
0: that there's still like there's still an opportunity for them to go on like a eighteen and five like run and get hot.
1: A, maybe people don't believe go that well eighteen and five because you know, I know mean I think they're playing in a good division the way they're playing right now. First of all, they got a good the first starter they have. Every time they take the field, you feel like they have a chance to win the game. Uh, you know, I mean relievers is the question mark, especially in the closing spot. And, and and but team make good relievers when the when when the starters go longer. Mm-hmm. The starters be so inconsistent. Uh, you get to the point like they win six games in a row, the starters did, because I think they you know I mean they wait Darvish throwing the ball right now and I think that's the question mark when David's gonna throw the ball well. And I think I think they need that from him to step it up another notch. And, and, and count with him in big games because he's going to be pitching in the playoff. Then you've got to count with him and throw the ball well. He's always throw the ball good. Now he got more confidence. But I believe, I believe, I truly really believe they're better than that, like we all do, because I think you look at the lineup and you look at the, uh, the starting rotation, you look at putting everything together, it just, it's time to click. And I don't think right now they're not click at all, all year long.
0: What should White Sox fans be excited about when you look at this group of young guys? What what excites you?
1: Well, health. (laughs) White Sox stay healthy. I think, you know, they have a a good opportunity to be good. One thing about it, I don't think, you know, we we talk about next week. We're going to talk about our next year. Well, baseball days, 2020 is only about two months left. And, and right now it's the point when I watch a game day in and day out. Uh, that thing gives you that that's the, like, wow, we're not that far away to bring a good club to the ball, you know, to Chicago. But next day, day after, you like, oh my God, we're very far because we we know we got to continue to see what they get. I think realistic, it's not far. I think they have the piece there. You look, check the lineup. But when you have inconsistent in the starting pitchers. That's the point. They got to get better, but the, the starting pitchers, it just creates how they get, dictate the way they go to play. It's happened like that now. In another side, we pitch okay, but all of the sudden, the the offense is not there for what eleven, twelve days. It's not there. Uh, you know, we don't have a you know how many extra hitting. Uh, every every basic we have is just singles. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, missing. You know. Uh,
0: Just getting Anderson
1: back. You know, we're missing Anderson. We're missing Jimenez for a little while. Now Moncada is out when those guys back. Uh, Abreu struggle struggling right now. You know what I mean? I don't think offensively they put, it, uh, they put it together. I think before the All-Star break they was playing good. And we got so excited about, wow, the one thing I hate is about the 500 mark. I was I was I was doing that.
0: I know I, I was out here doing that because I, I got really excited about
1: it. But you know me but no but the first thing about when you five hundred mark and you're excited about it, that mean what we creating. Excitement yeah, I know it's a big step for them, they what what it was, but we create like we needed to get a five hundred to get what we want to get. Yes, you're not gonna get to five hundred, you're not gonna get to four ninety nine. But I think they gotta take it back step by step. I said yesterday, I said the white soul had to turn the media, fans, players, coaching staff, everybody, myself, to quit talk about 500 and just take it one day at a time and play the best you can one day at a time and don't worry about to get to 500. What you get to 500? What are you going to do, finish third? Well, you're not at 500. You're going to finish third anyway. They just start play good. Play to let the fans, let the media, and let the, but it made the front office see who you are and what you do. Then get the opportunity to make move and keep going. Then uh, I, I never believed in rebuilding. No, in the past, this year, this year. I, for the first day opening day, I say, I, I don't believe in rebuilding here because I think we got like seven, eight, six, seven veteran players on the lineup, on the roster. And, uh, you know, we're always waiting for the good guys to come up. Wow, I think they're to put it together and, and, and see if, if we can count with them in the future.
0: Ozzie Guillen does an incredible job as a broadcaster. I just want to put on the record. I want to see you back in a uniform managing a team.
1: Well, we see. You know me. I mean? I'm not, not going to lose sleep, but that's what we want. That's what I, I like to do. I like to be in, in uniform sooner or later. But in the meanwhile, I, I put my best, you know, everything I do, I do it with passion, I do it with love, and uh, just being honest. But we see. We see what happened. Hopefully, hopefully the White Sox make people excited. From today to the end, forget it what happened yesterday or the day before. Just worry about what's going to happen from right now to the end of the season. See what we have.